Stephanie Milkey here, aka Keto Mom, or often called Mom, Sis, Steffi, Daughter, Wife, Aunt, and Friend. Just like many of you, I carry a lot of titles. My favorite title is Mom. I should probably say Wife, which takes a lot of my time. But let's be honest if you want to do something and do it well, you will make the time for it. Commitment is hard because we find ourselves overcommitted, but when you practice prioritizing, you will find out what is actually important and what you can let go. With the Keto Mom Podcast, you will learn together how to manage our time, commit to the most important things in life, and I will equip you with the tools you need to feel qualified each step of the way. My name is Stephanie Milkey, and welcome to the Keto Mom Secrets Podcast. Good morning. Good morning. Welcome to the Keto Mom page. My name is Stephanie, and we are diving into the compound effect. We're diving into five strategies to help you, and I honestly think to be aware of your bad habits, and let's start implementing good ones. And so we're going to dive into five strategies for eliminating bad habits. So as you're tuning in, why don't we do something different? I actually would love to know this. Drop a one in the chat if you're watching live. Drop a two if you're watching the replay. Where are you tuning in from? I'm going to grab a drink, and we will get started. Tell me where you're tuning in from. Good morning. Good morning. I'm drinking my ketones this morning. How do you start your day? I'd love to know. Do you intermittent fast or do you eat breakfast? Which one do you do? I intermittent fast. I drink ketones. It does not break my fast. I feel amazing. The orange ones. If you're a ketone drinker, what ketones are you drinking this morning? All right, we are going to dive in awareness yesterday. Cindy, good job. I love it. I love it. Uh, awareness is a big word for my family, for me in general. Uh, you guys want to see something fun I just got in the mail before we start? I'm going to the Shania Twain concert next weekend. Look at these sparkly boots. Huh? Um, I'm not a fashion person, so I have a sister that is very fashionable and I help people with their food and feeling better. And we like to tell people we compliment each other. She makes people look good on the outside. She looks at me often and she's like, Oh Steph, let's work on your clothes. And I'm like, Oh Brit, let's not eat so much sugar. Uh, anyways. So uh, I'm actually going on a girl's trip. I've never done that. And I'm 40. I'm going with my mom, uh, my two sisters and my sister-in-law and we're going to Ohio to see Shania Twain, which I grew up and she was my favorite singer. I actually thought I was going to be her growing up. So little fun fact about me. I used to be a country singer in my own world and I sang at our local county fair country songs and I sang Shania Twain songs and I truly thought I was going to be her someday. Clearly I'm not, but I'm about to go see her for the first time live and I'm super excited and I'm not a concert person. Are any of you concert people? I don't know. It's not, a, it's not a thing that I would do, but with my mom and my sisters, I'm going to do it and I'm going to dress up. I'll have to share pictures with you because I would normally go in a sweatshirt and jeans and my fancy sister says I have to dress all up. So I got fancy boots. All right. Here's what we're diving into. That was a squirrel. Uh, we're diving into five strategies of eliminating bad habits. This is a book that we have been going through. You can go back to ketomomsecrets.com. Click on book club and go through all the other books that we've gone through and this one in itself. I would highly recommend that you grab the book. But here is what he says. Your habits are learned. Therefore, they can be unlearned. So your first good news of today, your habits can be, your habits are learned. Everything that you do, you've learned to do them, right? Good news for you is they can be unlearned. All right. So we've got five strategies. Are you ready? If you're taking notes. 
let me get my pen. Taking notes, number one. Uh, number one is identify your triggers. So the who, the what, the when, the where, the why. He takes, for an example, uh, somebody who is a drinker and they want to stop drinking, right? You could easily say this for food. If you want to start eating better, he would go, think of, ask yourself questions like, am I more likely to eat when I'm around certain people? He says drink. But if we're working on eating better, right? What are some of the triggers? Listen, this is all about awareness and identifying it. Uh, am I, where do I usually overeat? Are there certain things that I do? What are the habits where I naturally grab food? The number one thing we need to start identifying is what are the triggers that cause you to overeat? Is it a feeling? Is it sadness? Is it um, if you get anxious? Is it worrying? Is it, it Do you reward yourself with food? You're like, no, listen, I'm a happy person. I just feel like food is a reward. As soon as we can identify what are those triggers that cause you to overeat or cause you to oversnack or cause you to constantly grab the foods that are not serving you, then you can go, oh, I always eat when I feel this way or when I sit in front of the TV at nine o'clock at night or when I'm in this environment or when I'm with these certain people because as soon as you identify the trigger, guess what happens? The next time that person is around or that situation comes up or that feeling comes, you can go, I caught you and I don't have to do it. You all of a sudden go, oh, I don't have to do this anymore. I don't have to sit down at nine o'clock at night and eat a bag of chips just because I'm watching a movie or TV or binging before I go to bed. I don't have to do this. Oh my goodness, I'm so excited. I was about to reward myself with a donut because I had such a great day, but I can reward myself with a different, a new pair of shorts or something. You know, you get the point. So I says this. All right, so now write down your triggers. This simple action alone increases your awareness exponentially, right? I love that, Melissa. So Melissa says, speaking right to her. So, it increases your awareness exponentially when you identify the triggers that cause you to overeat. I'm just saying eating because you're on the keto mom page. It could be overspending. It could be the way you speak to people. It could be drinking. It could be lots of different things, right? All right, that was number one, identify the triggers. Number two, clean house. This is something that I tell people and I get this excuse that he's about to say. He goes, get to scrubbing. I mean, literally and figuratively. He's like, if you're an alcoholic and you need to stop drinking, he's like, you get the alcohol out of the house. And in most people's minds, that makes sense. You're like, yeah, if you're working on not drinking, you need to not be around the drinks, right? But as soon as I say that about food to somebody, they get offended. And, and I'm going to read what he says so you're not offended with me. He's like, all right, if you want to eat healthier, you clean out your cupboards of all of the garbage. You stop buying the junk food. You stop buying it. You stop, and you, and then you stop, stop buying into the argument that it's not fair to deny the people in your home the junk food when you're working on the diet. I get that, you guys. I am not kidding. I get that argument. He calls it an argument or an excuse because people will say, "Yeah, but I feel bad. My kids like it," or, "Well, my family eats it." Here's the biggest thing I say. I say, you can't love all of the same foods that your family loves. So if you feel bad for your kids or your spouse, which remember, there is no shortage. I tell people there's no shortage of junk food. So when we started eating better, 
we stopped buying certain things. And I said, listen, if you want to have it, it's at grandma's house or the dentist off. Our dentist office had at that time had cookies or anywhere we go had a piece of candy for the girls or any birthday party or celebration. So it's not like you're telling your children you can never have this. But if you're truly open and communicating with the people that love you and support you and they love you and they're your family and maybe you're like, what if they don't love me? They do. What if you said, hey family, I'm actually on a journey to be the best version of me and I really want to stick to this and there's three things in this house or four things or there's two things in this house that cause me to stumble. Yes, I can have determination and yes, I can have discipline, but listen, when I see them and I see you all eating them, it doesn't help me. I would love it if I just, I'm telling you all right now, I'm not going to buy the Oreos. I'm not going to buy this certain ice cream and I'm not going to buy these chips. If you want them, you can go buy them and eat them in the car. You can go eat them at grandma's house, right? You might have things in your home that you, you're like, I would never, I'm not a sweets person. I'm a salty person. So there could be cookies. Actually, there's a pack of cookies that my mom bought that somehow got into our cupboard and they've been there for probably two months. Girl Scout cookies and none of us have eaten them. Actually, it's funny that I thought, I just saw them yesterday. I was like, huh, but that's not my trigger. My trigger would be if I had a huge thing of cheese dip and chips, I would want to eat that or cinnamon rolls. If I've got cinnamon rolls sitting on my counter, that's the one thing that I'd be like, man, get those out of the house. Don't bring them in my house unless I'm going to eat them. Does this make sense? So number two is clean house. And if you're like, my family won't be happy, then clean house with the things that you find yourself gravitating towards. All right. Number three, he says, swap it. So his biggest thing is ice cream. So he said, what I did is he goes, I took my triple, triple scoop banana split that he used to have every single night, which, which was about 1200 calories. And he swapped it. He swapped the bad habit for two Hershey kisses at night after dinner. Find some swaps that are better, right? So if there's certain foods that you love, let's figure out a swap that is a better option. He's like, you don't have to eliminate it all. And he's like, I still am having sugar, but it's 50 calories for two Hershey Kisses versus my triple scooped banana split I had every single night. 1,200 calories versus 50. Find swaps, and I can help you with that. All right, number four, he says, there's two different ways we're going to do this. This is number four and number five. Number one, we're going to ease into it. Not everybody can dive in and cut all of the bad habits, right? It's like tiptoeing. Do you guys ever, I am not one to jump into a pool. I am one to ease into a pool. I need all of my body parts to get slowly acclimated to the water. Some of you dive in, which is going to be your number five. Some of you are like me. You're at number four where you need to ease into it so you don't, well, besides the cold plunge, that's recent. But if I'm going to get into our lake, which is a rarity, uh, you better sure bet that the sun is shining directly on me. It's at least 90 degrees. There's no wind and I'm going to ease into it. And then I'm like, oh, I might be different now because of the cold plunge. But anyways, he says this. However, uh, he just gives ideas of like what that looks like, right? Some of you can't go and dive in and cut all of the bad habits. It might be the way you spend your money. It might be the way you talk to your family. It might be, uh, the thoughts, it might be the TV binging, it might be the food, figure out what you need to go after first and you slowly ease into it. And I'm just going to say, for example, the keto diet or low carb, right? Easing into it looks like I'm going to do the best that I can. Buns off the burgers, croutons off the salad. I'm going to work on drinking more water and I'm going to eat one less snack a day. We're easing into it. Not like I'm going to dive in. I'm going to 
get all of the right foods and I'm going to track everything and it's going to be day one and I'm going to be perfect. And then on day five, you're going to freak out because you messed up, right? We're easing into it. All right. Number five is the opposite. It's jumping in. And then he goes, well, listen, not everyone is wired the same way. So you might be have to be a person that eases into it so that you can stick with it. You might have to be the person that dives all in. That's number five. Four is me. What would you be? Four would be the person that eases into it. My goal is to create a lifestyle. Number five is, listen, I have to 100% dive in. He goes, I find this to be exceptional. There's not a lot of people that can dive in. He goes, it's not a rule, but you'll have to figure out the strategy that works best for you. Do you ease into it or do you dive head first and you're like, listen, I have to cut it all. And if I cut it all, I can stick with it. But if I give myself two Hershey kisses like he does, then I want five and seven and 10 Hershey kisses. And then I eat the whole bag. You might have to be a person that dives in and eliminates it. It's kind of like smoking, right? It's like some people gradually cut back to like, instead of a pack a day, they have a half a pack, then they have five, then they have two, then they have one. Uh, I've never, I've never talked to anybody that has working on becoming a non-alcoholic, right? So I've never talked, I've never talked to anybody that is working on not drinking. I feel like something like that is usually cold turkey. I've never talked to somebody who's like, well, I, I used to have five drinks and four drinks and three drinks and two drinks. I feel like some things might have to like dive head first, but maybe because here's what I'll tell you. I think I think here's the detrimental part of jumping all in with, with some things. I would say you, you find yourself going, oh, actually, that's not really what I want to say. Well, okay, there's a fact of easing into it, and there's a fact of diving in. Let, let me try to phrase what's going on in my head. If you ease into it, you allow yourself to have some things, but it also causes more triggers. And when you eat certain foods, it can cause your body to crave more, Right? So when you ease in, you have to have the awareness of, oh, but I still get cravings if I have those two Hershey kisses. Whereas diving all in means you're eliminating it, which you still might have the cravings for it, but you didn't introduce it to your body. So it's not like it wants more, it just wants it. Does that make sense? Sometimes when you ease into things and you're like, I'm only going to have two, you've got to have the discipline to only have two. Does that even make sense? In my head, it does. All right. So he goes this, sometimes waiting, I'm sorry. Sometimes waiting in won't do. Sometimes what you really have to do is jump all in. And he goes, when you start slow and hold yourself, or, or where can you start slow and hold, hold yourself accountable? And where do you need to dive all in and eliminate just one thing? He goes, when it comes to changing bad habits in your home, he goes, I have, oh, I wasn't going to read all that story. That's such a long story. Oh, I was going to end it with this. Are you ready? I'm sorry. Please forgive me. He goes, I'm not suggesting that you cut out every single bad habit or everything that you do in your life. Most everything is good in moderation, but how can you tell whether a bad habit becomes the boss of you? This is the last thing I want to say, and I actually love this. He goes, I actually have some things that I can do in moderation. Maybe it's a glass of wine. Maybe it's your, maybe it's the certain foods that you choose to eat on the weekends. He goes, but I also want to make sure that I am 100% in control of these bad habits. So what he does is he picks one vice or one thing that he knows probably isn't amazing for him every month and he eliminates it for 30 days. So it might be ice cream. It might be his beers at night. He goes, it's one thing. And he goes, normally I have in moderation, but I want to make sure that it's not becoming an issue. 
and I'm in control. So he picks one thing a month and he eliminates it for 30 days. It could be, it could be target spending or Amazon spending, or it could be a place that you go. And he goes, I just want to make sure that I'm in control so it doesn't take over my life, which I thought was great. I was like, oh my goodness, if you could take one thing and go, yeah, you know what? I don't want that to be an issue and I don't feel like it is, but I also am going to show who, show it who's boss. You're spending the way that you eat, uh, whatever the case may be, and he eliminates it. So I thought that was great. All right. So we talked about five strategies on how to, what was the, how did they phrase it? Eliminate. The bad habits. Number one is identifying the triggers because as soon as you do, you have the awareness and you don't have to do it. Number two, clean house. Number three, swap it for another option. Number four, ease into it. Number five, dive all in. And you have to choose what works best for you. Uh, tomorrow, we'll dive into the game changers. Six techniques for installing good habits. So this is the book for those who are watching. The name of the book is The Compound Effect. He shares great stories, gives great insight, gives great action steps and what to work on. A lot of it has to do with awareness and what you are physically doing. Have the awareness of how, what's going on in your life and then we'll learn how to change it. So this is the book. As always, you can go to KetoMomSecrets.com. You can click on how to get started. You can click on recipes. You can click on book club. You can click on ketones. I mail them out every single day. Otherwise, continue to tune into the page. Reach out with questions. I hope you have an absolutely amazing day and I'll talk to you very soon. Bye.